With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSEsports.com, where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. This is the Happy Hour Network. Network. Pay attention, son. This is for your own good. This is Montel Hardy of NGSCSports.com and the Cold Front. You're listening to the Earnestly Speaking Podcast. The Earnestly Speaking Podcast is a show that is founded on free-flowing conversation and may at times venture into mature subjects. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, Earnestly Speaking Podcast. Let's get it. I'm a giant in New York, in Miami carry heat. So much more in store, my product can flood the street. Opinion Nation Godfather, CEO. Puff in the late 90s, gon' see me blow. Oh, got my hustle on, no imitation of that. Army of untouchables, Opinion Nation staff. Never an off season, homie. Check the numbers. Heart driving my own right, supplying Southern comfort. Earnestly speaking, my ego is well fed. Earnestly speaking, you're too feeble. No threat. See him like a hurricane. You're a mild breeze. Earnestly speaking, leaving Eli a dynasty. Shame. All right, welcome to the Earnest Podcast. I'm your host, Ernest EJ Christian of NGCSports.com. Online with me today, of course, he's one of the personalities at KNBR in in San Francisco. Also, a producer and co-host of the Versus Podcast. Um, you find that on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, one of my favorite podcasts I listen to weekly. My man, Bonta Hill, following Twitter, at Bonta Hill. Bonta, it's been a while. What's going on, brother? Man, how you doing, EJ? Happy holidays. You too, brother. Hey, <laughs> I got I, <laughs> I to tell you, man, this this Warriors thing ain't stopping. I mean, no. <laughs> they've, made, they, they've made this season really, you know, I, I don't know, people, people say it's uninteresting, but I, I think it's, it's, it's even more fascinating. Yeah, it, it, people saying that it's boring, that, that the team is boring, or, you know, they're making the NBA season boring. I, I, I think it's the complete opposite. Yeah. You look at how they're beating teams and what they're beating teams by. I believe their point differential, uh, margin of victory, excuse me, is between 13 to 15 points a game. Uh, Steph Curry's already set out six fourth quarters. Uh, and he's playing better than he was in his MVP season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clay Thompson is starting to get rolling. We've seen Draymond Green uh, come off that contract extension, uh, fresh off that contract extension, and he's having the best season of his career. He's averaging 13 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. He's leading the Warriors in assists. Um, if he counted hockey assists, Seth Curry will be right up there with hockey assists. Andre Iguodala, <laughs> you know, submitting himself as a six-man. Fesha Sazili and Andre, um, excuse me, Andrew Bogut, 
is becoming one of the best combos at center in the league. They're interchangeable. You can start either one. Um, it, it, it's fascinating what's going on, man. And, and the Bay Area is on fire right now with this team. It, it, this, I'm hearing a lot of a lot of comparisons to the 80s Niners and the early 90s Niners and the way they were dominating and winning championships and just rolling through teams. The This Warriors team has the same feel, and there's only really one player in his prime, and that's Steph Curry. You know, Clay Thompson hasn't hit his prime yet. You know, Draymond Green hasn't hit his prime yet. Harrison Barnes, who has been a lot more aggressive this season and pretty much bet on himself before the season, said, hey, look, I'm not – I'm not going to sign the contract extension yet. I'm going to play the season out. And he's been a lot more aggressive. He hasn't come close to hitting his pride. So this is just the beginning. Um, I, I, I tell a lot of people last year, you know, about the Warriors championship last season. Yeah. They won that championship a year ahead of schedule. They That's didn't true. even know yeah. how to pop champagne, yeah. and, 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 They didn't and, know and how I to think celebrate. They were that. like, wait, what? And I think we discussed on this podcast last, last year. We, I think you came on the show – it was, it was, was it after the finals that came on the show or right during the finals? It was after the finals. It, it might have been after the finals, maybe right before football season. Right. Maybe last year. Yeah, it's been a while. Right. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, man, the Warriors make it a lot easier for you guys to uh, to handle the Niners, uh, you know, demise a little bit. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, tonight's game is Boston. Like, you know, we the, the big question now with the Warriors every night now, as this streak has gone on for, for you know, every game, which is now at 23. By the way, and I, I hope you agree with me on this. It annoys the hell out of me when these media types start saying, oh, they've actually won 27 in a row. Dude, stop that. Yeah. Uh, no, seriously. No, yeah, no, it it kind of cheapens it, 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 it a little bit. Yeah, it, it cheapens it, it a little bit. It's 23 because, you know, they lost some games in the playoffs. And yeah, it, exactly. It, it, it's, it's pretty much the same core, but there's some, you know, David Lee's not here. Justin Holiday's not here. It, it, it's some different. Steve Kerr hasn't coached yet. Um, it, no, it's 23. Um, I think legitimately fans out here believe it's 23. They're looking at the 23 and 0 record. They're looking at the 13, uh, being 13 and 0 on the road to start the season, a right. new NBA record. They're, I don't think anybody with their, in their right mind, um, that has some sense, some common sense is going to count last year's games because you could say, oh, yeah, they won 26 or 28, whatever, from last year, but they lost some games in the playoffs. So, I mean, no, it, it's 23 and 0. That's what we're looking at. I, to me, they're four behind tying the Miami Heat. You know, there are yeah. 10, you know, from tying the Los Angeles Lakers of the 33 games in a row. So, no, I, I, don't, I don't count last season. And I, got, I, I 100% agree with you there. Yeah, and I got to agree with you. I got I to gotta say something here, too. I mean, it, it may shock you. It's funny because the Heat just did this uh, a couple years ago when they won 27 in a row. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I actually hope they beat, beat the Heat's record. And this is this is so much fun. This is so much fun. Like watching the Warriors every night and seeing do this. Right. And not only that, right. but the way like it, the difference in the Heat record like a couple years ago and, and the Warriors, like with the Heat, there was still the pressure of LeBron and you know winning more right. rings and all this stuff around it, all this chaos around the team. It, it feels like you know with the uh, with the Warriors, it's like. This is no pressure. It's like we're just coming out. Do no. what we do. It's like business as usual. Oh. No pressure. Oh, they're playing so loose. They're playing so together. This team has fun. When I'm covering games at Oracle and I'm in that locker room, this team genuinely right. likes one another. They are just—they're having so much fun, um, and they're great personalities, man. You see the personalities with Steph Curry and mm-hmm. Draymond, and even Clay Thompson. 
off the court, Clay Thompson has become very well spoken and very engaging with the media. And he's a likable guy. Uh, you know, you talk about the Heat's 27 in a row and how much pressure they had. And it's kind of weird to see the Warriors not play with that pressure, even though they're the defending champions. And right. I attribute that to a lot of teams taking shots at them, you know, in the offseason, you know, talking about their run was a little oh, bit I, I, lucky. I do. Oh, I blame Doc they, Rivers. They I blame Doc Rivers. Guys. And then I, you got Boston tonight. You got Avery Bradley and these guys talking like, hey, we're not scared of the Warriors. We don't think they can outscore us or whatever, yada, yada, yada. You know, this team is like, okay, you, you, you think this is a fluke? And, you, of course, you had James Harden pouting about not being the MVP last season. So I think Curtis is like, okay, whatever. I'm going to step my game up to another level. And, you know, there's no question who's been the MVP so far this season. No, oh, no doubt. I mean, the guy is, uh, you know, to me, not only the best player right now, the most – well, to me, like when people talk about having this conversation about who's the best player in the league right now, you know – I'm sure you have people who still say LeBron, but here's the thing, though. That, you're asking the wrong question. To me, it's not so much who's the best player in the league right now. It's who's the most impactful player on their team. And, right. And to me, it's by <laughs> far Steph Curry. It's not even close. No, it's not even close. And, you know, it, what's fascinating about watching Steph Curry right now is when he senses things getting tight, when he senses an opposing team making a run, he calmly just sinks a three and just gets everything back in order, which is what MVPs do. MVPs take those big shots. And make sure they hit those shots that, you know, that Stanley's runs, you know, and that's what he's doing. He's making sure, you know, coming out of halftime, his third quarter, I believe he's averaging 12, 12 and a half points a game in the third quarter alone. He's icing games in the third quarter and then he's chilling the fourth. We've been cheated, EJ, mm-hmm. out of at least three to four 50 point games from Steph Curry because he's gone into the fourth with 40 points. And you know what? Luke Wong's like, just take a seat on the bench. You're down for the day. There's no, there's no need to play. And, and I want to add something to um, a certain writer out here in the, uh, in the Bay Area. I'm not going to name name the name. But was saying that maybe it may be good for the Warriors to lose because they need to think about June. They need to think about long term. They shouldn't be really trying to win every game. And I so disagree with that because you look at Steph Curry. He's only averaging 34, 35 minutes a game. You go look at LeBron. Harden and all these other superstars, they're playing down near 40 minutes a game, if not more. You know, this Warriors team, you know, Clay and Draymond, they're playing 32. So they really have fresh legs because they're so deep. You know, they're, they're second unit with Iga Dollins, uh, Sean Livingston, and Festus Azili, Leonardo Barbosa, and even now Ian Clark is getting in a the mix. They're not, they're not getting maxed out. They're not getting fatigued. This team has, and their young legs as well. So, when they do come to the playoffs, they're going to be just as fresh as everybody because of the way they're structured. They're, you know, Steph Curry's not playing more than 34, 35 minutes a game. So, you know, for people who think, oh, maybe a loss should be good, maybe they shouldn't be, no, screw that. Keep on winning. Why not chase history? These are goals. You're, these are just goals yeah, that you can set for yourself in season. You know, they're like, oh, we can try to get 33. Well, you know what? Let's try to get that. And if we don't, we don't. We're still, what, 23 and 1. But, you know, that's, that's, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, maybe they should, they should just drop on. No, 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 no. This team's not. Now, now, not now, now I need like to find that. who that rider is now. I wonder who it is now. Let's go to the schedule real quick. You know, okay. So, you know, tonight they play Boston. We record this on a Friday afternoon. So they're playing right. Boston, which to me, before the Cavs game on Christmas, you know, you can argue this is the toughest game of the, of the stretch. Okay. Right. I, like I said, throughout this road trip, before the road trip even started, I said the three game, I posted on social media. 
I said the three games that I thought will be the biggest landmines through the seven-game road trip was was Utah, which they almost lost, which was Toronto, yep. which almost lost, yep. and then Indiana, yep. and then they, well, Indiana, you know, we, just, we just saw what happened on Tuesday with Indiana. I mean, that was right. whatever, you know. Right. So tonight they play Boston, which I think is the toughest of the of the, of the uh, next stretch before before Christmas. Um, Boston's pretty is sneaky good this year. Um, I I still see them winning that game though, but I think this is this is the, this is the, the biggest hurdle if Clay if Clay doesn't play especially too, that could be an issue maybe. Yeah. But other than that, I see a winner. That could be a big issue. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. In Boston last year, folks remember they had the Warriors. They were up on the Warriors twenty plus points last year at the TV Garden. Uh, last season before the Warriors made a miraculous right, comeback correct. and rallied. Uh, so this team, they match up. Isaiah Thomas gets his. Avery Bradley, very good defender. And if you don't have Clay to help space the floor, it could be an issue to, uh, tonight for the Warriors. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the schedule. I look at Phoenix. And, you know, they don't play a lot of defense, but it's the Warriors' first game back at home from a long road trip. They'll have a couple of days off. Those are usually tricky. I believe the Warriors will get by Phoenix, but watch that one. That could be tricky. Everybody, you know, I was looking at Utah December 23rd, but Rudy Gobert is out. Uh, the, the Jazz big inside presence, so I think the Warriors roll there. And then Cleveland, you know, I think the Warriors really want to make a statement Christmas Day. I think they want to embarrass the Cavaliers because of what Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. Hey, we were there in the finals. We win, hands down. Not a problem. And, and and you know what? The Warriors, they never forget that. They're, that's in the back of their mind. So, you know, we may, EJ, we may see this team going to 2016 undefeated. No L's. And that right there is just absolutely mind-boggling. No yeah. lie. But, but, but no lie, though. I think the only game other than tonight I'm worried about is tomorrow night against Milwaukee on the back-to-back. Because Milwaukee's weird. Like, they're really weird. Milwaukee is weird. Milwaukee is weird. They got the bigs. Um you know, they, they've struggled a bit this year. I, I, I'm not sure what's going on up there. I haven't watched many Bucks games. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams, see, I, I know he was out a couple games, but Jabari Parker's been in and out the lineup. Uh, Giannis, the, the Greek freak, uh, you know, he's been playing well, but Greg Monroe hasn't, he doesn't seem to fit. I, I thought he'd be making a more, thought he'd be making a bigger impact in Milwaukee than he has so far, uh, from the games I've watched. I, I don't know about that team, but you're right. Back to back in Milwaukee, um, it's going to be cold up there. You know, it, it, it's always a tricky place to play, just like Salt Lake City and, uh, when you're playing the Utah Jazz. So, yeah, these two next two games are very, very tricky. I could see them dropping either one. Right. All right. Let's talk about the, uh, you know, the 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 scope as a whole, the entire landscape, and I guess mainly we'll zero in the Western Conference because obviously, you know, it's funny. Golden State's been playing so well this year, obviously, and yet. Look at, and San Antonio is playing some good ball too, and nobody's talking. Now, granted, they prefer to keep it that way, but nobody's talking yeah. about San Antonio Spurs. Do you still feel like the Spurs are the biggest threat, or and are they even even a threat still to, to the Warriors, given what we've oh, seen this year? Absolutely, because they can do some things that other teams can't, and that is they can throw Kawhi Leonard on Steph Curry or Clay Thompson. And cause major problems. Uh, Danny Green is nothing to laugh at defensively. He can hold his own on either on Clay Thompson. So if you you have Kawhi and Danny Green who can slow down Clay and Steph, you put the onus on Harrison Barnes and make him beat you. And now a couple of years ago when the Spurs and Warriors met in the uh, Western Conference semifinals, Harrison Barnes had a really really good series. The Spurs had nobody to really match up with them. Ginobili tried. He just 
you know, Barnes was too big for him. So, absolutely, the Spurs are right there because they run the same type of motion offense as the Warriors. As a matter of fact, the Warriors mimic the San Antonio Spurs offense. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is still a player. I know he hasn't got incorporated into that offense as we thought he would right away, but he's still a problem. Uh, he can give Draymond Green some fits. Now Draymond will give him some fits too, but, you know, Aldridge is nothing to laugh at. Absolutely, people out here are still looking at the Spurs and look, they're 18 and 5. I mean, any other NBA season, you're thinking, like, oh man, the Spurs are rolling. They're the yeah. top team. Yeah. But the Warriors with the streak has kind of overshadowed all that. So, absolutely, the Spurs have the peace just to compete with the Warriors and really get them some trouble. And I can't wait for these teams to match up. Yeah, they'll, they'll play for a while, though. I don't believe they play January first game yeah. they play. Yeah, yeah I believe January. Yeah, I believe January. And then they don't play, the Warriors don't play OKC, Oklahoma City, until February. Really? So, Damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say this though. For, for all the, I, I'm going to say this though. It's the Spurs. People who uh, think the Spurs are a challenger, and, and which they are. But to me, it comes down to Tony Parker. If Tony Parker's not healthy, it don't matter. I don't care. Yeah, if, I don't. Right. I don't care if you got David yep. West or Lamarcus Aldridge. Remember what yep. last year? He wasn't healthy, and they lost yeah. the Clippers in the first round. Yeah. If Tony Parker is not healthy come April, yeah, they they they, they will flame out in the first second round again. Yeah. No. And, and, and you're right. And I don't know how. I don't know how much Tony Parker has left in the gas because defensively he has been liability. And if he's stuck on Curry, like if he can't guard Curry or at least stay in front of him, then you've got a problem with your San Antonio. You're going to have to take him out the game because you can't throw Tony Parker on Clay Thompson. You can't throw him on Jeremiah Green. You can't have him guard uh, Harrison Barnes. What do you do with him? Do you take him out and then you just bring Ginobili in and have him run the point or Kawhi be a point forward? I don't know. That's and that's what makes the Warriors so special. Yeah. They're a matchup nightmare, and everybody talks about their small lineup. Uh, when they roll out, you know, Andre Iguodala, Harrison Barnes, Jermon Green, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and sometimes Sean Livingston. Uh, Sean Livingston made a big impact last year in the Western Conference Finals. Remember Game Two? Uh, no, excuse me, Game One, where he scored 16 in second quarter, and he's playing small. It, to me, this small lineup is deadly, but they're not really small because Harrison Barnes has a big wingspan. He's six eight. 230 with a big wingspan. Andre Iguodala has a hell of a wingspan. Uh, these guys can, they're interchangeable. They, you know, they switch on a pick and roll. That lineup is tough to match up with. And I think the Spurs, they have some pieces to match up with that lineup. But again, like you said, it comes down to Tony Parker being healthy. It comes down to Mono Ginobili being healthy. Um, we'll see. They're, they're kind of on their last legs. They're past their prime. I don't know how much they have. Um, and then that's where we get into OKC, EJ. Uh, what is Oklahoma City going to do? Because they have the explosiveness to score with the Warriors. There's no doubt about that. Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook can throw up 60 to 70 points by themselves. You know, what is Deion Waiters going to do in a game like that? What is Sergi Baca going to do in a game like that? You know, I believe Anthony Roberson is Tony Allen. There's a poor man, Tony Allen, and we saw how the Warriors made the adjustment in the Western Conference semifinals last year against the Memphis Grizzlies, where they said, you know what, Tony Allen, go ahead and shoot it. And so that's where Roberson, who's very good defensively, they're going to get in trouble because the Warriors are going to say, go ahead, Roberson, go ahead, pull away from 23 feet. And that's not going to work out well right. for OKC. And, I, and, I, and I'm still trying to figure out who, who OKC is. Like, to me, I know they're yeah. a really good team. It could be great. I just don't know, you know, with his new coach, Billy Donovan, whatever, I just don't know who they are just yet. No, nah, nobody does. Nobody does. And, and I think Billy Donovan is still trying to tinker with that lineup. Sometimes 
he's finishing games with DJ Augustine and Russell Westbrook in the backcourt. Sometimes he's finishing with Russell Westbrook and Deion Waiters in the backcourt. He's still trying to figure out what the magic potion is for that team to finish games. And right now, to me, it just looks like another Scott Brooks team. I don't yeah. see much difference between last year's Oklahoma City or two, the previous, you know, the previous four years of what Oklahoma City was doing and what they're doing now. And just a side note, Scott Brooks, I don't think it's fired if Oklahoma City's healthy. They just haven't had the health. You know, ever since the 2011 finals, they haven't went into the playoffs healthy yet, whether it's been Durant, Durant, whether it's been Westbrook, whether it's been Ibaka. They just haven't been healthy when it's come to April and May. Very true. Um, When is uh, Harrison Barnes getting back? They say he's going to be back next homestand, but I think they're going to be cautious with Harrison because that was a severely sprained ankle, high ankle sprain, Um, and they're they're winning games without him. Uh, He may be back by Christmas, but we don't know. I think they're going to be very, very cautious with Harrison. It wouldn't shock me if he was back after the new year. So that's where we are with that. And I think the same thing with Clay Thompson. If they feel like, you know, tonight, if he's only 75%, he's going to sit out. So, and that's the benefit of being 23 and 0, where you can kind of stagger some of these guys back. Um, Brandon Rush, you know, granted, I, I thought he was washed, man. I, I thought he was done. I was wondering why he was on the roster. Well, last week at Sacramento, well, two weeks ago, rather. No, he's been playing well in place of Harrison Barnes. He's giving him 17 to 20 minutes a game. Uh, he's averaging about nine points, and, and that's all you need from him. You know, he's been looking good, shooting the three. Uh, he's been still in minutes for the Warriors, and so that's why I think they'll stagger Harrison Barnes back and make sure that help, that ankle is 100% healthy. Because it was a scare. When he, when he sprained that ankle in Phoenix, the way it looked, it looked like he was going to be out a month or two, um, a couple months. I mean, it looked like it could have been a fracture ankle. could have been something serious. So they dodged the bullet there with Harrison, and I think they're going to play play by ear with him and just be super, super cautious. So how much longer before Luke – before uh, Luke Walton because Lakers coach. Because you know Barrett Sy ain't going to survive this year. Come on now. And you know Luke going to get that job. Come on now. Hey, you know what? People are <laughs> – I told somebody this. I said, you know, he's going to be a hot commodity. Um, the thing is, does Luke want to leave this personnel? Does Luke want to leave this regime that looks like they're primed to be a dynasty here uh, in the NBA? Does he want to go to L.A. now? L.A. is going to be in a very – you know, luxurious spot here. Post Kobe, though. Uh, comes Col- post time. Kobe. You know, post Kobe, you know, they're looking at BS. And when I say BS, they're looking at Ben Simmons. Um, if they can get him. And I look, I like what D'Angelo Russell and Julius Randle have been doing lately. You know, I don't know what the heck Byron Scott is thinking, benching them yeah. and not giving these young guys run. Um, I mean, that's what it, by the way, Byron Scott's one of the most, most incompetent jobs in the history of the NBA. I Granted, he's stuck with the whole Kobe thing. You know, the Kobe situation. No, it's beyond Kobe thing. That's, that's beyond it. That's on Byron Scott, man. So, you know, Luke Walton, he's going to be a hot commodity. And, no, it wouldn't shock me if he took a job with the Lakers. You know, it would be interesting to see what happens in Philadelphia. Um, he's not going to be with the Warriors too much longer because he's proved that he can handle the NBA roster. He's, he's done a great he's job. Gotta with paid, this, with this team. He's got to get paid, man. He's got to get paid. He can't get paid being an assistant. Come on now. <laughs> y'all can't, look, 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 look. Y'all, y'all can't be greedy now. Y'all can't be greedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, you, you know, it'll be interesting, man, to see what happens with Luke, man. But he's definitely <laughs> he's definitely doing his thing, and he, he has future head coach written all over him. 
Yeah, I yeah, definitely. Um, cool question. Let you go, man. What do you think about the Daisha Curry uh, controversy last week on Twitter? It was much to do about nothing. Exactly. She spoke her mind. She spoke her mind. People just you know. I love that girl, it, man. It, it, she was she, she, she yeah she was right. She was like, look, I I prefer to just you know the only time people need to see my goods is when I'm in the bedroom with my man. There's nothing wrong with saying that. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, you could be classy without showing anything. That's the type of lady we all aspire for. You know. Um, yeah. There's, you know, there's much to do about nothing. There's, it's just haters. People hating because, you know, Aisha Curry's winning right now. She's got a cooking show. She's got two beautiful daughters. They got a new $3.2 million home in the East Bay. You know, her husband's the MVP and possibly the best, the most, he said, the most impactful player right now in the world. It, people just hating. That's all. I didn't even look into it, man. I really did. I kind of scrolled through and, and I said, she's right. right. And, and what, to be what are fair people, too, what are people uh, crying about? Right. And to be fair also, too, there, there were more, I, I would dare say there are more positive uh, feedback towards her than negative. And I just think that we yep. in the media like to like to harp on negative because that's the ones that seem to yeah. speak the loudest. Right. You know right. I, I, just thought it was, I just thought it was a non-news story. You know, I was just shocked that it was like news. Yeah. You know, she shipped out a tweet and all of a sudden there's people writing about it and there's people commenting, and yeah, most of the feedback was positive, like you said. Um, but I was just like, this is not a news story. Are we that bored right now? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, and I post, and that's what I said. Like, if you're the, if you're the person who's sitting there like criticizing that comment, then you're part of the problem. And maybe you need to look at yourself yeah. and see what you're doing with your life. Right. Yeah. Look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Last question. Let you go, brother. We'll talk a little football. I, I don't want to depress you, bro. But, uh, oh, what's man. going on with the Niners, bro? Oh, what's going on with the Niners? No, no, to be fair, they've looked, they showed some life last couple of weeks, man. They showed some they, life. They hey, some Blaine life, Gabbard man. era, man. Blaine Gabbard. What's going on? Hey, look. Hey, look. He could be a good placeholder. And Blaine's in the situation where it's low risk, high reward, where he, he's basically playing for his NFL career. If he doesn't show anything on tape, this is his last stop. It's to the CFL. It's holding a clipboard as a third-string quarterback. He's actually I'm, – I'm warm to the fact that, you know what, he can go into next season as a starter because this team has a lot of holes. But let's just be honest. This team, they, there's going to possibly be four offensive linemen gone next year that's going to be replaced, including Alex Boone. Um, defensive line needs to be retooled because the last four drafts by Trent Balky haven't been great, and you can see that now with the depth. It's really impacted this team, per se. Um, you need another linebacker to go alongside Navarro Bowman. You need some secondary help. You know, you're probably going to have to replace Anquan Bolden. But as far as starting with Blaine Gabbert, I'm not, I'm not mad at keeping Blaine Gabbert and then drafting a quarterback and just having him sit behind Blaine Gabbert. Um, Blaine Gabbert showed to just be a pro. I'm happy for the guy. You know what I mean? I got right. nothing against him. No he doubt. looked bad in Jacksonville, but let's be honest. That situation in Jacksonville was a very decrepit situation. It was very, very you – know, that, that situation was weak for him. He had no shot to succeed. So, looking at what he's doing out here, he's winning some games. Like, I'm not going to drink the Kool-Aid and say, oh, man, he's been a godsend. He's been unbelievable. Let's be honest. If Robbie Gold makes that kick, that game doesn't go to overtime. I believe Blaine Gabbert finishes with 130 passing yards or something like that. Right. He didn't pass. He didn't have a pass. He didn't complete a pass uh, more than 10 yards in the air. So it was it was a lot of dink and dunking. Um, he has shown me some athleticism, which I didn't think he had. But that's been the lone bright spot in what has otherwise been 
a year full of nightmares, man. It is just now. It is just an ugly situation. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna lean on you on this one because you are the man of the people in the Bay Area. You know, shout out to Eddie <laughs> by the way. Um, right. Yeah, the, uh, the great Tim Kawakami had actually put up a tweet last week saying there was some major news or major stories to come out about the Niners and some about some dysfunction and stuff. Um, do you know anything what's going on with that yet? And, and he's leaked out because I haven't heard anything well, since since well, the uh, tease. Well, what happened was Jed York's right hand man, Parag Marah, who helped structure the deal for the new stadium, who helped, you know, sign contracts and deals with the salary cap. He was reassigned. He was basically demoted, and he's now going to be just running Jed's MLS team, the Sacramento Republic. Okay. Um, so there was a shakeup, and Parag Marath was believed to be one of the leaks to everything that was going on, leaking news about Kaepernick, leaking news about Jim Harbaugh, leaking news about snitches and all that. But really, Jed York, that's his fall guy. You know, Jed York had something to do with that. And so basically, he just pinned it on Parag Marath and said, you know what, we're putting it on him. He's not going to be our president anymore, blah, blah, blah. The whole front office is dysfunctional, man, because this guy, Parag, was actually trying to work with coaches and trying to work with them on time management, analytics, and stuff like that. This guy's a business guy. This guy's a dude from Cal Stanford who doesn't come from a football background. So the the issue with Parag was, like, why does this guy have so much power? He's not a football guy. He doesn't he, – He's and that was a part of the problem with Jim Harwood. He's like, you got all these guys running around here not helping the football team. It's more about the business and the whole stadium issues and how do we make a buck? How do we make, you know, this stadium user-friendly? I was down there Saturday at Levi Stadium covering the Pac-12 championship between Stanford and uh, USC. And what I get out of that stadium is like, man, this is just – it feels like I'm in a corporate building. <laughs> it feels like I'm in, a, I'm, in a, I'm in a corporation here. You know, you're sitting in the press box, you can't really hear the sound because they had the windows and closed and it's kind of soundproof. And it's just like, it felt like I was watching a game from the hospital room or something like that. Right. You know, it was just kind of, it, it's no energy in that stadium right now. Um, and so with that front office shakeup, that's, that's the first of many, I believe. I don't know necessarily if Trick Balky is going to get fired, the 49ers general manager, because think about it. You're Jed York. And you say, hey, we want to win with class. The moves we're doing is to help us win. He's not going to go. He essentially said two years ago that if it came down to it, he was going to pick Balky over Harbaugh. Balky was his guy. Well, he can't go fire Harbaugh one year and then fire Trent Balky the next. So I think Bad we're going look. to see yeah. Trent Balky back. We're going to see Jim Tom Sula back. Um, and they're going to try to spin this thing like, hey, this wasn't a good year. The thing is, the people out here, they're ready to hear Jay York talk. Jed York is hid away from everybody. Mm. He's been out the spotlight, and That's he's the guy look, who was sending. Yeah, it's not a good look. And he was the guy sending out tweets last Thanksgiving talking about this was embarrassment. You know, I'm ashamed. I apologize to the Niners. You know, he's not sending no tweets now this year. You know, he's not sending tweets out saying, hey, we want to help Kaepernick. We want him to get help. The way they did Kaepernick is another, you know, wait, look, <laughs> Look, I, I, I'm sorry to run on a tangent here, but yeah, yeah, Cat uh, was scapegoated. He was basically a scapegoat to what the issues were. He was set up for failure here in San Francisco with this offensive line. This offensive line was was an expansion type of offensive line. You look at Eric Pears at right tackle, um, you know Martin at center, you know Debbie who was traded for over from the Patriots. Uh, 
in, in the preseason, these guys rank close to last at the position in run blocking and pass blocking. What quarterback is going to succeed in that situation? Um, you know, the, it, it's just bad, man. And, and there's a leak that came out that, oh, well, hey, according to the tablets, it looks like Blaine Gabbert studies four times more than Kaepernick. Like, that doesn't need to come out, man. Like, stop. By the way, I, met, I by the way, I referenced uh, Tim Kawakami. He's actually the uh, columnist up at the Mercury News up in San Jose. So, yeah, yep. but but thanks for just the Niners stuff, man. And yo, good luck to your Warriors, man. A lot of fun to watch. Uh, follow my man Bonta Hill on Twitter at Bonta B O N T A Hill um, for at, at KNBR, which is actually the flagship station of the Golden State Warriors. So yeah, yep. close to the action, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Warriors, Warriors, Giants, Niners. It's a lot. I'm hearing a lot of the mix, man. I, I try to keep my tongue in cheek when it comes to Niners. We got to be careful on what we say because there, there, there's a lot of sensitive folks down there. Getting, player, so. Yo, bro, you're getting spoiled now, man. We need, we need, we need, we need, we need to humble you a little bit. <laughs> hey, hey, man, hey, man. I just, hey, we need it out here, man. For a while, it was, you know, it was, it was bad with the Niners and Raiders and the Warriors. We had those three teams. Man, 2007, 2008, 2006. Yeah, it's man. a rough times out here. Yeah, I know, man. I know. Pick and choose. And by the way, check out his podcast with, with the great Eddie Mitchell, uh, the Versus Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Great stuff, man. When are you guys recording next, man? It's been a week. We're going to record on Monday, I believe. We're going to record. Uh, we've actually been working at Fox Sports Yard Barker together. Nice. And we've been doing some video content. Um, so be on the lookout for that very, very soon. We're going to be on camera doing some things um, and taking this podcast to the next level. So we'll, we'll, we'll be back cool. in the studio. We'll be back in the studio on Monday. Uh, Ed has to deal with me and my warrior rants. And <laughs> <laughs> we both have, you know, our, our Jaguars and Niners are in the same boat with the same win. So we'll see who gets bragging rights with that. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll be back on Monday. Um, and then, you know, I'm going to plug another podcast that I've been doing with my boy Cody Paskin at KMBR's Double Play Podcast where we just talk straight baseball, believe it or not. Uh, right. We're talking about the hot stove, the winter meetings, and what's going on with that, what teams are doing, and a lot of movement. I, I, I'm sure you noticed that Jason Hayward just got yeah. broke off in Chicago. Theo's so doing Theo things, strong. bro. Theo's doing yeah, Theo kinda, things. Yeah, yeah, Theo Epstein is not playing in Chicago, no. man. They're they're hungry, and I, I tell you what, EJ. When I covered, I was covering the Giants Cup game last year in that clubhouse. They got some, they got some arrogance in there, man. They got some moxie. They're ready to go, well, and they could be a problem for years to come, man. With that, with that young lineup. Yep. And I am scared as a Met fan. I'm real scared because we beat them four. <laughs> we, swept their, we swept their asses in the National League uh, Championship Series. Believe me. Yeah. Right now, they, they look like the best team in the National League. But we'll see what happens. Right. Man. We got a lot of time for baseball. Bro, we have you on the show soon, man, definitely, because this Warriors thing ain't going to slow down for a while. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Anytime, DJ. You know, it's always, uh, it's always a pleasure to be on the show. All right, bro. Take care, man. Have a good night. You too, man. All right. Take
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.